playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your gracious host, the Radical Latino. How are you guys doing? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Episode number 32. I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of comments and not no not that much backlash but i got a basically i got a lot of people talking about the last episode episode 31 when i did the interview with burr martinez and jesus holy fuck i i didn't know not how controversial she is but i didn't know that she had a lot of haters my god people contacting me left and right leaving little, uh, you know, comments and messages, hitting me on DMs, you know what I mean? So that shit, that shit is crazy. So you already know if, if someone or other people are going out their way to actually express their emotions about somebody else, you you already know that they're, they're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? The person that they hating on is doing something right because maybe they don't like what she says or how she says it. You know what I'm saying? But yo, shout out to Burr Martinez. Shout out to that to that episode. Shout out to that interview. Had a blast. You know, I know you guys are enjoying it. Also, a couple of other things that I want to talk about um, before I get to the other topics that I want to talk about in the main topic. Um, shout out to everybody downloading the podcast. Oh my God, that shit is rolling. I'm seeing a bunch of downloads. I'm seeing a bunch of people commenting becoming fans of me somebody just hit me up the other day talking about yo i just ran into your um latest episode and i just was hearing all the other episodes from there i like what you have to say um i i just became one of your fans shout out to you so shout out to that person you know i hope y'all stay you stay around and you know you keep on getting some of this knowledge you know what i'm saying but couple of things I want to just say uh if for those who don't know I'm from the Bronx you know New York City you know you're you know what I'm saying that's why I always start off my um I always start off my intro with like you're you know because that's like uh native New York well now it is you know back in the day whenever you go to another another hood or another block that you're not uh you're that you're not a part of and somebody wants to actually you know do harm to you or just you know you basically test you you know like what are you doing hang all that it's like a it's like a rat a rallying cry you're you know what i'm saying but it became more of a positive thing later on in life later on during the years but yeah that's the reason because you know i'm from the bronx you know also new york city you know, so that's like basically now our native, our native cry. You know what I'm saying? Like all New Yorkers know, like you're, you know what I mean? So 
Um, so I'm from the Bronx, for those who don't know. And I've been fans of these two before some, uh, before they even got like super big. And I want to give a big shout out to Deezus and Mero. Um, I've been listening to the podcast before, like, you know, DVM, you know, Deezus versus Mero. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that they were like really raw back then. Their comedy was extremely, extremely like rough around the edges, but funny as shit. They never held back. You know, now it's more mature or whatever. You could actually hear the, the maturity of the comedy. But shout out to them. They got a new show on Showtime. This is not a plug. I'm literally just like generally happy for these motherfuckers because, you know, I got to rep anybody that comes from my neck of the woods, you know, from my place, my hometown. So I want to give a lot of love to them. And I put a lot of people on Deezus and Mero. So shout out to them too. The first episode came out a couple of weeks ago. I, no, I'm sorry. A couple of days ago. What the fuck am I talking about? A couple of days ago. And not going to lie. Not going to lie. Their first episode was tough. Their first episode was tough. Um, I like that the progression and the maturity and the growth that they've been doing and they've been getting, going and getting from. The thing is, I feel that they, because uh, this is the first episode, mind you, every first episode is going to not be on point. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that they have to upgrade a little bit more on their interviewing because their first uh, host was AOC, you know, Alexandra um, Osario Cortez or something like that. Forgot how to pronounce it, probably fucked it up. But um, that was their first guest. And no no shade, no, no nothing. I just feel like they should, you know, upgrade a little bit more on how they interview. Um, I'm not saying I'm a fucking great interviewer my damn self, you know what I mean? But, um, just when they're in a big platform, I feel like they just gotta like step it up. They, 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 their interviewing skills are like the same way how they were in Viceland, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm still a huge fan. Shout out to them. I want to keep them, um, I want to keep seeing them grow and actually keep grabbing, you know, getting bags out here. So shout out to them you know what i mean like big bronx natives you're you know also another thing i want to just talk about before i get into like some of these small topics and so you know the main topic and all that um a couple of things uh remember guys instagram and twitter you know just just hit me up just go over there is the same name radical underscore latino underscore and you guys could just catch me there. Remember, keep, you know, just so you could actually interact with me or whatever, because I'm trying to actually make this year a interactional, you know, uh, year for, for the podcast. I want this year to be actually something that a lot of people get involved in. A lot of people actually, you know, our fans and actually bring out segments and things that they want to talk about. So just hit me up. I got a few people that, that hit me up, you know, either on Instagram and Twitter and you know, we correspond here and there, here and there, but they, uh, they become active listeners and I incorporate some of their ideas into like, I make them into episodes, you know what I'm saying? And in the future, I'm gonna have them, you know, call up and actually make a whole episode just 
you know, shooting the shit, just talking about anything. You know what I'm saying? But remember, guys, just you guys want to, you know, give me any suggestions or talk about anything. Instagram, Twitter, you can hit me directly on the DM. My, my joints is open. It's not private. And uh, just, you know, let me know what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Now, the first little thing that I want to get to is outrage marketing. Now, for those who are questioning, like, what the hell is outrage marketing? A couple of days or, or weeks ago, Burberry came out with a fashion show and they had some of their models walk around with nooses on. You know what I'm saying? I, fi- I think that's how the whole thing went. They walked around with nooses on and the thing is it just you know got big outrage burberry was in you know the news cycles left and right left and right left and right but this is the third i'm gonna I'm say the third or maybe the fourth big fashion juggernaut who came out with some racist you can't you can't even like deny the racism but racist you know uh of not marketing, but r- racist like thing that they did where it got a lot of backlash and outrage and they, they, you know, they had to apologize and stuff like that. But mind you guys, this, it's not a coincidence. Nothing white supremacists do or anything white supremacy is, is a coincidence. I'm just going to rattle down a few outrage marketing posters or commercials that actually happen that cause a big hysteria and they their new their their uh brand was basically talked about left and right playstation h&m dove gucci burberry obviously prada nike slave play the slave play, the, the, the play that, that was in Broadway. Pepsi and Tide. That's just some of them that I could just name just by, just, you know, by memory. If I actually sat down and researched, I probably would come up with like 20 more. You know what I'm saying? But all of these companies actually came out with something wow racist, like PlayStation, for example. They were bringing out their white PlayStation and all that. And you know, big poster, they had a white, all white, super white with white hair on woman, um, grabbing a black woman. And she looks so submissive black woman by the neck. And you know, she's towering over this black woman. And it says, and it's basically supposed to be marketing for the white PSP or whatever, you know, the, the little portable thing talking about white is coming you know what i'm saying obviously this is outrage marketing you know what i'm saying h&m you know the coolest monkey in the jungle the little black boy had that you know hoodie on and all that dove where they had the commercial where the black the black girl is just taking off her shirt and when she takes um the whole shirt off she turns into a white woman and all that Prada, you know, um, with the black face, little keech, you know what I'm saying? All this other Nike, even though they didn't do anything racist, but still outrage marketing because they actually hooked up with Colin Kaepernick 
and a bunch of white supremacists went crazy started burning their feet off and all that you know what i'm saying so all this all this outrage marketing it's a tactic obviously to to basically bring out bring out bring out bring out you know awareness to their brand or whatever because they they go through the same thing you know what i'm saying they go through the same thing they do something racist or maybe controversial like nike you know what i mean and each side each side becomes outraged talks about it for a week their stocks don't even plummet that crazy they go down but don't plummet that crazy and then people just forget all about it but their name has been out there and that, and on top of that since their name is out there depending on what the ad is a certain demographic is going to go for that because that's what who they're appealing to now for all the companies that i named playstation h&m dub gucci burberry prada and all these other companies right they all started doing some racist shit. remember these are the same people the same people i'm talking about white supremacists the same people who told us white supremacy that doesn't exist why is everything about race this is the reason why i'm even having the title of this episode should we find racism and everything whatever you know right? but why is everything about race? these are the same people but yet mind you these companies don't do things overnight it has to be greenlit and there has to be a reason for that all right so these people actually gather around in big huge round tables and actually have discussions for this they they these are the same people that told us white supremacy doesn't exist there's no such thing as racism that everything is exclusive every um racism has ended obama was voted in but yet they are super smart enough and super dis, um defective enough to actually put a racist ad out there for only a certain demographic they're not stupid okay this isn't a coincidence okay they see that white supremacy pays they see that a certain demographic i'm gonna just give an example trump supporters actually spend their money on racism they see this that's the reason why um new balance the sneaker skyrocketed after trump's election there's a reason for these type of things okay they're not dumb they're not dumb you feel what i'm saying they're not dumb let me give you an example for nike when we saw that nike actually backed colin kaepernick up I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be over here device, uh, divisive and shit. I went out to a Nike outlet and I Nike'd myself out. I'm surprised I didn't walk out there with like a walking check mark. Dead ass. I bought two pair of Nike shoes, two hoodies, two shorts, two long pants, and one Nike shirt. Dead ass. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I even put it on my Instagram. I went all Nike'd out just because they support it don't you think and that's just one brand that's just one brand that actually supported a different side that actually said all right we're gonna give you money and all that because we we, we support what you're doing all that you know what i'm saying imagine all these other brands like tide pessy prada burberry who you know 
Imagine all these other brands. How much millions and thousands and millions of dollars they're getting from that racist marketing. Obviously, they're gonna they, they're gonna apologize. Oh, we didn't know, we didn't do, we we don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Before an ad goes out, before I ad, listen, I used to I used to work at a at one of these like big internet companies and stuff with multiple with multiple uh, companies inside one building and stuff. And I used to hear pitch meetings about their marketing campaign. It becomes an idea first. And then they go back into a meeting a couple of weeks later with a rough draft. Then they go back into a meeting a couple of weeks later with a more polished dra uh, draft with more people on the table to talk about logistics, analytics, who are they targeting? Who is their market? What is this ad supposed to be targeting? What product are they are going to be launching? When is going to come out? What day of the year is going to come out? You know what I'm saying? They talk about all this other shit it has to go by different divisions, different divisions, different divisions, different divisions before an ad comes out. You think they just wake up one day and just say, you know what? Let me put a, I'ma just make a black face sweater. No, nobody's gonna give a fuck. I'ma just put a black face. Oh my God, this is black. What? This is offense. I am, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? They go, it takes at least, at least six months. At least, that's the earliest. It takes at least six months. I'm gonna even give them about to a year. Six months to a year for one ad to even come out. These motherfuckers are smart, okay? They're not dumb. They don't do anything out of coincidence. They don't do anything out of a mistake, okay? These motherfuckers are smart. They talk and talk and break down every small little thing. They have goddamn psychologists there for marketing. They, if you guys even Google some psychologists or on YouTube or whatever, there's psychologists on YouTube that will break down what different colors activate in your brain just so you could be associated or be attracted to a certain type of brand. You know what I'm saying? You think McDonald's is just red and yellow just to be red and yellow? You feel what I'm saying? Different, different companies, they, they hire experts to even like you know, attract certain parts of your brain just so you can even still think about it. You know what I'm saying? If you guys even go to like a website, just a quiz or whatever of just brand quiz or whatever, and you'll be surprised at all the brands you probably know just by the outline of the shape. If you know what I'm saying, everything is not out of nowhere. There's you know what I'm saying? Things are not just done for coincidence. They actually know what the fuck they're talking about. They know what they're doing. So this is not, you know what I'm saying? So outrage marketing is something that most of these companies that are going to start getting, well, they're starting to get used to it. They're starting to do it because of white supremacy. They see the effect of white supremacy and the money that generates from it. And they're going to go out and attack that certain demographic. You know what I'm saying? They're going to attack that certain demographic and the unfortunate part, unfortunate part, 
black people are the ones that are being the but the joke. You know what I'm saying? Black people are the ones that are being basically the ones that are being, you know, the the, the targeted ones. The the ones like, oh well, we're gonna put some ad out that's gonna be wild racist. Oh shit, that was offensive. My bad. We didn't know. You know what I'm saying? And always on the butt of the joke is is black people, black people, black people, black people, black people, black people. You feel what I'm saying? But that's something that we have to start getting used to. You know what I'm saying? That's something that we started gotta start getting used to. And remember, we vote with our dollars. We vote with the money inside our pockets. So if you don't agree with a brand or a company doing anything that's against your moral values, don't buy their shit. Buy their competitors or buy an off-brand. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, off-brands, they're okay. Not as great, but then again, it's a psychological thing. It is what it is. But that's what it is. You know, outrage marketing. That's something that I, I was even talking about you know, today with some of my, um, with some of my people, you know, and it's something that I was like, you know, really breaking down, which is kind of, you know, kind of interesting. Also, another thing I want to actually talk about and, you know, bring to light and actually mention, um, the democratic, uh, runner up for the presidency, Kamala Harris. Um, I don't believe I said anything about her or even mentioned her name. To be honest, I really didn't like anything I was actually reading from Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is going on a press run. She is going on a huge press run just to get her name out there, just to even be the Democratic nominee. The thing is, she is full of shit. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Kamala Harris is full of fucking shit. Kamala Harris says one thing, but does something else. Her career shows something else. She was a district attorney of California and she decimated black families left and right, left and right. And also in this press run, it's kind of a bad look for her because when they're asking her questions, she's kind of fucking certain things up. Like, uh, when they asked her, Oh, what kind of music do you, do you listen to? And she said, tribe called quest. And she shout out Fife. She shout out somebody that was dead. You know what I'm saying? And then when she went to the breakfast club, they were, they were like, uh, do you smoke weed? Yeah. And then a couple of seconds later, what music do you listen to? Obviously she's going to say Carter B because that's the only one that's been on the, on the news. But I bet you, if you would have asked her, yo, you know who, uh, fuck it. Do you know who young MA is? She'd be like, who, you know what I'm saying? But she said Carter B. But then when they asked her, who, who do you, who you listen to when you were getting high? You know what I'm saying? She said, Tupac and Snoop Dogg. What? 
Tupac and Snoop Dogg. And people did the math. Yo, how she graduated from college in 89, but Tupac's Tupacalypse Now album, you know, his first album. That shit came out like, I think in 91. And Snoop Dogg, I believe, I can't remember on top of my head, came off in 93 or something. The Dog Pound. Yo, what the fuck are you talking about? You used to listen. You know what I'm saying? So all her attempts at trying to, you know, pander to the black community, um, her own community for what she claims, is actually being rubbed back in her face like, uh, no, you're, you're fucking lying. You feel what I'm saying? So she's full of shit. She is full of shit. And I believe she did a recent interview and they asked her questions about black people specifically. And that's something that I found extremely interesting because whenever politicians are asked about the, not only the black struggle, the black experience, but what are you going to do for black people specifically? They always talk about some trickle down effect about, yeah, well, we're going to do, you know, we're going to give welfare to low income people that is not, you know, race specific. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, you know, prison reform, which is a good thing, but still not race specific. You know what I'm saying? Because all black people are not, you know, are, are not criminals. You know what I'm saying? That's not race specific. Well, you know, if you make one tenth of $10,000 a year, you're, you know what I'm saying? It's always some crazy trickle down shit. But other people, other people, they get stuff done specifically. Indians got stuff specifically. Asian people got stuff specifically for them. Gay people even got stuff specifically for them. And I don't even want to hear this bullshit about Latin people. Latin people didn't get nothing specific. If you guys are going to even try to talk about immigration, immigration is not a Latin specific thing. So you, you can stop it right there. But black people never got anything specific. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to get on how Latin people didn't get anything specific. That's for another time. But I'm going to focus on the most marginalized group right now. But black people never got anything specifically. And that's something that no politician ever really talked about. And the thing is that you guys, as I, should ask why. I ask why all the goddamn time. Why? Why hasn't any politician talked about black foes and their needs specifically, especially when it comes to reparations? You feel what I'm saying? They haven't talked about reparations specifically. And just to clear the record straight, black people, black Americans, not black immigrants, not uh, black uh, people who came from, you know, the Caribbean who migrated here. No, I'm, not, I'm talking about black Americans, descendants of slavery, descendants of slaves, where you could actually trace down your lineage from you know your fur the where your family or whoever you're associated with to a plantation that's what i'm talking about black americans they've never 
never got anything specifically, let alone even talked about repara real reparations. Everybody else got reparations. Even the white ones. White slaves got reparations. If you guys don't know, after slavery ended, here's a quick history lesson. It's a quick history lesson. You guys do your Googles. Do your Googles right now. After slavery ended, well, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln signed that joint. Each slave, I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, each slave owner, each slave owner got $10,000. I believe it was a 10 or five. It was, it was, mind you, this is like the 17 something. So anything with a comma in it is wild money. But I believe they got five. Let's just say five. Let's just say five. Each slave owner, each slave owner got $5,000 for each slave they had as a form of reparations for losing their product. You know what I'm saying? Their, I'm sorry to say, but their livestock. You know, you feel what I'm saying? As, in, as, a, as, a, as a way for, you know, freeing sla uh, slaves and all that. That's what they got. Even white people got reparations. Italians got reparations when that whole lynching happened back in 18 something, I believe. Was it 18 something or 17 something? But they got reparations. A bunch of Italians got hung in New Orleans and Italy almost went to war with the United States. United States ended up paying the Italians reparations. Asian people got reparations after World War II. It took a minute. It took, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be ignorant of history. It took a minute, but they got reparations. You feel what I'm saying? Every other group got reparations, but black Americans, but black Americans, every group, every group, whatever happened, got their reparations. Whatever happened to them, got their reparations. And what I'm talking about. Latin people, we should be talking about reparations for our, our own country, you know, South America, Central America, but that's another story. But anyway, every other group got their form of reparations, except American descendants of slavery, black people, besides them, besides them, the original people of the, of this planet never got anything. And that's something I feel. Latin people should rally around and support black people with our numbers to help them get real reparations, not symbolic reparations, not some, uh, an idea of reparations, not a trickle down effect of reparations. I'm talking about real reparations. It could be monetary, it could be land allotments. It could be, it could be anything, but it has to be something real. So it has to be something tangible. Meaning that once you get it, you can actually allot it into economic, you know, economic use. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I feel the Latin people, if we have this whole brown union, this whole black and brown camaraderie and all this, let's actually show it with our, with our group numbers. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I, that, this is my, this is my call for la, all Latin people, all Latin people, listen, Latin people, all Latin people. What we got to do is actually rally around black people and actually support them with our numbers for them to get reparations and not expect anything to come to us as a benefit. All right. 
with that being said they asked kamala harris kamala line as harris about reparations and i actually got the clip right here and this is what her crazy ass said do you support reparations for black people well listen again we had over 200 years of slavery we had jim crow for almost a, a, a century we had legalized discrimination segregation and now we have it, it, le segregation and discrimination that is not legal but still exists i just want to pause it right here for a second mind you she's not answering the question whenever you really ask politicians about a real specific issue or real specific need they never answer the question directly they also always do this little babble all around well yeah this is it but this is what we're gonna do for everybody you know what I'm saying? That is not legal, but still exists and is a barrier to progress. We have disparities around housing. We have disparities around education. We have disparities around income. And we have to recognize that everybody did not start out on an equal footing in this country. And in particular, black people have not. And so we have got to recognize that and do something about that and give folks a lift up. That's why, for example, I'm proposing the LIFT Act. Give people who are making $100,000 or less as a family a tax credit, which will benefit and uplift 60% of black families who are in poverty. So by default, it affects black families, but there's not a particular policy for African Americans that you would explore. But no, if you look at the, the reality of who will benefit from certain policies, when you take into account that they're not starting at, at, at the same place and they're not, stand, they're not starting on equal footing, it will directly benefit black children, black families, black homeowners. Because the disparities are so significant. So if we focus on the specific issues that have resulted in the greatest disparities, and we understand that that's part of why we're doing it. Listen, the, the reality also is this. Any policy that will benefit black people will benefit all of society. Let's be clear about that. Let's really be clear about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. Boom. Heard it right there. Boom. I'm not going to do anything that will benefit black people. No. Heard it right there from the horse's mouth. I'm not. That is insane. And first of all, that's a goddamn lie. All right. That's a goddamn lie. Any um, act or law that is going to benefit black people is not going to benefit everybody else. Okay? Because that gay law that will protect them from being a hate crime, guess what? That's not benefiting black people. There are some black gay people, but we're talking about as a group, as a collective. Gay people, they put that a specific law as a collective. You feel what I'm saying? There's there there's issues in the black community that are specific. You feel what I'm saying? So yes, black people do need specific issues met. And I believe that they should go for reparations. All right. They should definitely go for reparations and Latin people should be backing them up. I don't want to hear nothing about, I know black, baby, I know black. I know black, I know black, I know black. Impossible, I know black. I'm Dominican, I'm Puerto Rican, I know black. You know what I'm saying? Black as shit, black as fuck. But then, getting pissed off 
when I call them black, I'm like, nah, my yo, my dude, you, you black as shit. I know black, negro, nunca, nunca, I know ne no, no, nunca. Nah, you uh, you bro, you're black. You you know you got the hair, the the skin color. Obviously, is a dead giveaway. You feel what I'm saying? You got the nose, bro. You black. The only thing is, you you speak a different language. You could swim. You feel what I'm saying? Like, my man, you fucking black. You feel what I'm saying? No, no, no. I know black. No, 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 papi. I know black. No, no, black, black, black. <laughs> you feel that? Yo, they be wild, son. You tell a Dominican, Puerto Rican, fucking even a Mexican. Nah, you, yo, you, you, you know, you black. No, 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 no. You know, you feel what I'm saying? Like, nah, yo. But what, what I'm saying? <laughs> just, that was a little comedy. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, Latin people, us Latin people, we have to rally around black people. Okay, rally around black people and help them out because they've given us everything, everything with it comes to immigration and jobs and opportunity. They paved the way for Latin people to actually even come to this country. All right. We owe them a lot and we got to stop being professional piggybackers. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I feel that we should definitely owe black people, you know, our numbers to actually get reparations. You feel what I'm saying? So now, to the main topic to the main topic should we find racism in everything now the reason why i'm even making an episode even titled like this you feel what i'm saying is because i was actually having a conversation with a trump supporter yeah believe it or not um mind you this cat is white you know he's white as shit you know, you know what i'm saying he, he, uh, he's Italian, you know, and he lives, I, he lives in, um, I think, or, um, not Orchard, dude, what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, something beach in, 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 in Queens, like an Italian part in Queens, you know what I'm saying? But Italian, you know, Trump supporter, he even, we had, we had just this conversation. I don't even know this cat, you know what I'm saying? I just know him by passing, you know? So we were just, you know, I was just hanging out and you know, again, this dude just was there and I'm like, Oh yeah, I think I seen you around. Yo, what's up? And you know, we just started talking and all that. Um, just, you know, watching the news. Cause I believe the, you know, the Jesse Smollett thing was happening. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, that that's crazy. Now, you know, it's Trump supporters and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he just came out straight out with it. He was like, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter. You know, I got a MAGA hat. Actually, I got two. I'm like, oh, well, you know, shout out to you, my dude. You know, it is what it is. By the way, I don't like to talk about politics when I'm outside at all, because that's how white people like to trick you. You feel what I'm saying? They like to like fuck with you or whatever. If, I, if you're at your job or whatever the case is, I don't like, I don't talk politics about anything. Like to me, I start buck dancing. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. You know, when, when I used to be an Uber driver, they used to just, oh, what, you know, when that OJ thing started happening with the, with the, with the, with the show, you know, with the OJ, with the OJ Simpson show, you know what I'm saying? And people's uh, OJ was all over again, you know, in the news again. 
decide, oh, what do you think about this OJ show? You think he did it? I'm like, OJ, who's that? I drank orange juice. I don't know. I don't know what OJ. You know what I'm saying? I don't know shit. You're white. I'm working or I'm in a vulnerable position. I don't, I don't know who the hell the president is. You don't tell me shit. I don't know nothing. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what country I'm in. You know what I'm saying? I don't know shit. You feel what I'm saying? Because best believe if I be like, yeah, well, you know, I don't really think, you know, OJ really did that shit or the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Well, bro, dude, what are your thoughts about Colin Kaepernick? Well, you know, I think, you know, he was kind of railroaded. You know, he was talking about something that should be talked about, you know, not swept under the rug. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, have a nice day. They'll go right to HR. I'm like, well, I was talking to, you know, this guy over here and um, he was a little radical. He was talking about Black Lives Matter and he, he got me a little, he made me feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Then I don't know when you start losing days. They start sending you home early and all that. But if you start going in there like, OJ, of course he did that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, you, you're saved. You feel what I'm saying? That's why most, most black and Latin people in big corporate offices, they're either security guards or mail clerks or janitors. You know, they're, they're in like, how I say, they're in the backstage. You know what I'm saying? Of like production. If, if you understand the analogy, you know, but anyway, so going back to this conversation. So I was like, yeah, you know, shout out to you. You know, you're a Trump supporter. All right, cool. You know, I, I know you guys, you guys got to be like in hiding. You guys got to have a lot of balls wearing that hat. He was like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a war against us, man. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, I just asked a simple question. This is how the whole started. I should have never said shit. He goes, I know I I tell him. So what does your family say? You know, are they Trump supporters also? Oh yeah, everybody's a Trump supporter, except for my uncle. You know, he's a he's a libertard. You know that automatically. That's a that's a red flag. Start using white supremacist language. And then he starts co trying to convince me that he's not one of these regular Trump supporters. He actually dates black girls. And I just I was like, I hope that he's bullshitting. And if he does date black girls, the black girls, oh my God, what is the, what the fuck is wrong with them? You know what I'm saying? They'll go for any, like any, like anything white, like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, my man is not hiding his ideologies from these women, but, but he was trying to convince me and mind you, that's another tactic. I didn't even go for it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. So I just told him, so what, what about his policies? Do you agree with, you know, you just started telling me some bullshit that Trump didn't really do, you know what I mean? And all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I basically went to question mode, another tactic. Whenever you interact with these white supremacists and obviously you don't want to show them your ideology whatsoever. You go into question mode. You just start questioning everything. Just question, asking questions, questions, questions. Defend it just a small tidbit, you know, small bit, a tidbit, but just go into question mode. So you, I was just asking questions, questions, questions like, um, oh, okay, well, what about, you know, the fact that his tax, tax policies are not really helping out the people he, you know, 
he promised he's actually helping out the rich, his people. He's even criticized Hillary for that. Well, you can't really, can't really listen to social media. Well, I'm, we're not listening to social media. We're listening to people that's actually, this is actually happening to. And then he switches the conversation. All right. So, you know, that's another tactic. You know what I'm saying? And then we just go, you know, I just start asking questions. You know what I'm saying? And this is where it gets crazy because he told me flat out, he said, as a Latin person, right? If you go into a job and I go into a job, don't you think it's a little racist if you look at the white boss and automatically think that he's not going to hire you because he's white. And I'm like, no, that's, that's how is that racist? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, just because I'm assuming certain things that's not basing my actions towards this person. It's just an assumption based on my experience. And he was trying to equate this to racism. And this is where I take it. I was like, well, there's a difference between me assuming something that might affect my life and my children's life and the life in my community. And there's another difference if a person with power, like a cop, assuming somebody has a gun when they don't have one and shoot them straight in the face and then they get acquitted. That's a big difference. That's a big assumption with power actually backed. If I could assume that I'm being threatened, I shoot you in the face. The system of white supremacy, this is where I go, white supremacy. The system of white supremacy won't protect me. That's when we actually find out what his real beliefs are. Because my man started saying all the classic white supremacist bullshit contradicting himself. He was like, before I said all this, he said, well, you know how black people only 12% of the population, but commit 50% of the crime. And then he goes on his some bullshit historical fact where he's like, oh, I understand that the Democrats really, whenever you hear uh, a white supremacist, just blame everything on the Democrats. That's another tactic. The Democrats really fucked over the black community and they put them in the position um, of poverty. But, and I'm like, that's a whole contradiction right there. You know what I'm saying? But that's when I, so when I actually came out and actually told him, I was like, Hey, yo, you know, there's a big, there's a big difference. That's when he said, bro, why does everything have to be about race? That's when I said, Oh, I am dealing with a refined white supremacist. One of those white supremacists who will smile at you and stab you in the back. One of those white supremacists who is really um, happy with you, really, you know, buddy, buddy, he doesn't mind hanging out with you, coming over, making you food and just chilling, you know, chilling along and all this other shit. He doesn't mind all that, but deep down he has these ideologies about you. You know what I'm saying? So I, from that moment on, I was like, okay. I was suspecting you as a white supremacist. Now you kind of confirming that you're a white supremacist. So when he said that, this is something I learned from Nilly Fuller. I don't have to find race schism when it shouldn't be there. If I, I don't even, the thing is, I don't have to look for it. If I find racism in something, it shouldn't even be there. 
it's not my fault that I found it. It's the it's the the fault of whoever's putting the racism there. If I go look for it, I shouldn't find it because it's not supposed to be there. Does that make sense to you guys? And that's exactly what I told him. He, I, I swear to God, I blew this dude's mind. He didn't even know what to fucking say. You know what I'm saying? He's not stumbling his words and all that other bullshit. But that's the main topic of this episode. Whenever you talk or talk to your family members or your friends or whoever about what you believe or what, you know, the system of white supremacy and you want to actually have a real conversation of what their ideologies are or just, you know, talk about anything or somebody else or a white person even and they hit you with that. Why is everything about race? Why do you see everything about race? Why do you see every everything about racism? You know what I'm saying? Just hit them with the, you're not supposed to see it. It's not supposed to be there. The fact that I find it, that's the problem. I could look as hard as I want to. I'm not supposed to find it because it's not supposed to be there. It doesn't need to exist. You feel what I'm saying? If I go into a room and I want to find a ball, obviously it's not going to fucking be there as hard as I look. You feel what I'm saying? But if I go to a room that has a basketball hoop in it, I don't know the basketball hoop is in there. You know what I'm saying? And I look for the ball and I find the ball. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Something is up here. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that was my response. My man started bugging out and all that, but that's what it is. Whenever we find ourselves in situations where we feel like we're being discriminated or we feel like there is white supremacy at play or whatever the case is, or if you're confused about something and you're like, I don't know if this is racist or not or whatever, just look really hard. If you find something racist, nine times out of 10 is fucking racist. You feel what I'm saying? Because the thing is, you're not supposed to find it. It's not supposed to be there. The system of white supremacy is a cancer. It's not supposed to exist. It's not supposed to even be there. It's not supposed to be in the zeitgeist. You feel what I'm saying? It's not, it's not something natural, you know? So by the fact that you're looking for it and you find it, it's not your fault. You know what I mean? It's not your fault. You found something that's not supposed to be there. And it's your job to point it out and warn everybody around you or other victims of white supremacy about that is right there. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? So that's what it is. And that's what my, this episode is about. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna catch you guys later. Remember, add me on Twitter and Instagram at Radical underscore Latino underscore, and I'm going to catch you guys later.